The following podcast is brought to you by Love Chatham, providing help for the homeless and hungry in the name of Jesus for those in and around Chatham County, North Carolina at chathamhomeless.org. Can I get an amen? Hey, welcome back to Amen, Brother Ben. This is the podcast that keeps you focused on God and acting like Jesus. You're like, two podcasts in one month is a Christmas? No, little Johnny, You're you're just twice as blessed. I'm being facetious, by the way. I'm being sarcastic. I hope you are blessed by the po- this podcast. I'm just trying to, you know, it sounds very arrogant. Um, <laughs> it is kind of, a, uh, I have some other kind of rib go, oh, we got a new podcast. What's happening? It's been a little uh, difficult to get in here to the studio and, and get some of these off. But um, I had some time and I had something to talk about uh, that I wanted to share with you. It's partly has to do with where I've been in the word of God myself and then somewhat to do with what we're dealing with in the world today that I think is something that is good for everybody, whether you call yourself a follower of Jesus or not, whether you're a Christian, which by the way, I hope you are. And that's, again, that's half of the point of this podcast is to make, make you act like Jesus and follow Jesus and love him and receive his salvation and his, his blessings and his eternal life. Um, but this is just a there's some things in life that you don't have to um align yourself in the christian camp for it to, to be true for you there are just universal truths that are it's like gravity these things are true whether you want to give jesus credit for it or not whether you want to give the god of abraham isaac and jacob credit for this or not like this is true and we all live underneath that umbrella. Um, and this came from something I was talking about Sunday uh, in my sermon. Uh, I did a sermon called Just Follow Me. And we're talking about the realities of following Jesus. Um, by the way, that, com- that I believe that sermon will get posted sometime this week, depending on when you're listening to this. Go back and listen to it. If I do say so myself, it was it's worth the listen but or, or watch or whatever you do. But... There was one particular, the last point I, I made in the sermon Sunday was that if you're a follower of Jesus, you don't jump to conclusions. Like it is so important to not jump to conclusions. And I, I used it in maybe a little bit of a different context to what we're talking about today, right? And on Sunday, I was, again, talking to predominantly Christians, talking about, hey, um, don't assume things about the Bible about Jesus that are is not in there, right? You, we there are plenty of things the Bible does not answer for, but we accept our own opinions as as gospel, and that's that's not smart. Uh, but I shared this verse that has a lot to do though with dealing with other people and dealing with things outside of the Christian context and the church context. Uh, James one nineteen says this: You must all be quick to listen, slow to speak, and then it says, and slow to get angry. What a concept for the social media age that we would be slow to speak, but quick to listen. And it it reminds me of an old saying that you probably have heard. My grandpa used to say it because it was, it was kind of humorous, but witty, but had a point. But my, my papa used to tell me, he said, God gave you two ears one mouth for a reason, because you should listen twice as much as you talk. Now, 
as much as I talk, that's a lot of listening. But the point is, is very valid and it's a good word that we must, and it's exactly what James 1.19 was saying. Don't, we have to uh, jump right into listening, but we need to be very careful when we speak and very careful on top of that when we react to that. And in the age of like keyboard warriors where you just go, oh, they said something I don't like, cracks knuckles, turns caps lock on, and then starts like letting them have it. Um, or somebody says something to you at work or at school or, or wherever, and you just, you just clap back with something like that is in general, a pretty terrible way to conduct yourself. Um, and we see it being put on by people all around us. And it, it just shows the folly of this mindset that, and, and it really is lazy. Uh, I know none of you would consider yourself lazy, or maybe you maybe you are. <laughs> I don't know, but most of us don't like to think that we're lazy. Most of us don't like to think that we are ignorant, but laziness and ignorance often contribute to us being slow to listen and quick to speak, the opposite of what biblical wisdom tells us to be. Um, we oftentimes, I've, I don't know if you've ever had a conversation with someone like this, or maybe this is you. Maybe I've had this conversation with you, with someone who is is listening not to understand, but they're listening to form an argument, right? You can almost, when you're, I've, I've seen it in people's eyes where I'm trying to make a point to them and the whole time I'm, I'm trying to get them to understand something, they're not seeking to understand what I'm trying to say. They're seeking to co- formulate a comeback, a rebuttal, uh, and we see this on a national stage. Uh, recently, uh, one of the things that, that was a marker of that is what you may see may have seen in the news is the, the don't say gay bill. Uh, it's this bill in, in Florida um, that limits uh, some of the topics of conversation in K through three public schools. Um, and it's turned into this really big um dividing point where left-leaning uh, LGBTQ uh, whatever activists are are really um, pushing back and they nicknamed it the don't that's not what the bill is actually called but the the opponents of it have just called it the don't say gay bill you're not allowed to even say the word gay and if you actually I took the time to actually read the bill and it says nothing of the sort. Like that's that's not the point of the bill. The bill is is has a whole different intention. But most of that bill's opponents uh, haven't read the bill. They've read the headlines. They've been quick to speak and slow to listen or read. Um, I, I see that too. And again, it seems like it's in the same uh, arena of this hot button um, sexual issues. Um, there is a a book right now that's on the Amazon best. It's, I don't know if it still is, but it was up there recently as, as a bestseller by a conservative author named Matt Walsh called Johnny the Walrus. And it was a kid's book that seeks to, um, seeks to send the message to this. Uh, the, the, the gist of the story is there's a little boy who says, I want to be a walrus. And, and the whole story is his parents trying to help him to understand that, just because you say you're a walrus doesn't mean you're a, a walrus. God did not make you. I don't know if it says God. I don't know. I haven't actually read the whole book. Again, I got, I got to, maybe that's me not doing my own thing. I haven't read the whole book, but I have read in depth about uh, what the author and others uh, have said about 
the book and read excerpts and it's there but yet there was complaints i was hearing this complaint um and witnessed a um uh a patron of, of amazon like yelling leaving a message for amazon to um to take the book off because the book uh she said literally bullies uh, trans kids into committing suicide that the whole point of the book is to make other kids bully trans kids to commit suicide and i'm like everything i've read from this book does does not actually that's that's not it at all but we jump to conclusions now by the way i'm this this the the other side of the aisle and christians aren't immune to this disease of jumping to conclusions either i recently um, got a little bit of feedback and I have to go back and see if there was any more negative comments or anything. But, um, I kept seeing some of my Christian friends and some of my conservative friends sharing, uh, with, with their pearls clutched in hand, uh, a, a news story about the after school Satan clubs. And they're like, that's it. I knew it. Public schools are the devil. Who was it? Who could it possibly be? Was it? Oh, I don't know. Say Yeah, I mean, they were really upset about what was act, this this after school Satan club. And as I was reading the comments, it became very clear to me that none of them had actually read the article. They were reacting without actually understanding what it was. And I, again, I kind of broke my cardinal rule of staying out of stuff like that. Uh, and I jumped in. And I said, listen, y'all, before you get all bent out of shape, this is not an, a Satan worship club where they're, you know, sacrificing goats and whatever. Like, it is a secular humanist uh, kind of trolling of a Christian after-school club. Like, it's, it's, some, it's people that are, are against Christianity that want their own viewpoint represented equally. Um and, and, you know, it's, it's not something where the school is endorsing Satanism. Um, it's the, in fact, the people that represent it are probably atheists. They probably don't even believe in the Satan that they're talking about, uh, the title character of their club. They're just doing it to, to, to troll Christians. And we have to, and guess what? It's working. People are freaking out because, oh, it's Satan. And it's like, no, you need to pay attention uh, be sl be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. My point about the Satan clubs was: listen, I don't care if they have an after-school Satan club, because I I would be on board with an after-school Jesus club. And so, if that means if if getting to have an after-school Jesus club means that we have to you know also have an after-school Satan club, I'll deal with it. Why? Because I'm not afraid of uh, lies when I know the truth. You can put your, your own viewpoint, you know, I, I shouldn't be scared of your own altering viewpoints because Christians have the truth, so we shouldn't even be worried about that. And so, again, all that to say, we jump to conclusions in ways, and it makes us look really dumb. That's why Proverbs 10, 14 says, a wise man holds his tongue, only a fool blurts out everything he knows, and that only leads to sorrow and trouble. That is biblical wisdom right there that maybe not everything you see in here needs your immediate knee-jerk reaction. By the way, that proverb, did you notice? Wisdom doesn't even blurt out everything that that you know for a fact to be true, much less blurting out stuff about things that you don't know anything about. 
And, and so the reason why I think this is important and the reason why I'm talking about this today is because I believe that when Christians especially, like one, it's just not good for your quality of life. You end up getting in more arguments. You get end up, you know, eating your words and sticking your foot in your mouth. But I can tell you that I, there's never been a time that I didn't or that I regretted taking a beat, taking a moment and, and measuring and weighing my reaction before I did it and not just reacting out of emotion in the moment. And when we don't do that, when we are slow to listen, but quick to speak and get angry, um, it destroys the trust in our word, in our conviction. It's, it actually hurts us when the time does come for us to step into defending truth. Uh, people are so used to us making snap judgments and getting all bent out of shape about every perceived thing in the world that we're offended by, and, and it, it dilutes uh, the times that we need to react in you know, with some passion and with some truth and with some argument there. And so w- we have to be very careful not to uh, damage our reputation and our relationships by not taking a, a beat, not taking a moment uh, to be quick to listen and, and slow to speak. So that's my advice for you. When it comes to a story that you read, something you see on social media, something that somebody says, be slow to speak, quick to listen. Amen, Brother Ben.